Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Oh dear, oh dear. We're going to have more losers than winners again. Oh, welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. Joined in a virtual room filled with some lions. I've got Ollie, I've got Berth. It's the Friday show. And welcome to the question... What are you guys most looking forward to this weekend? I'll tell you what, I'll jump straight in there. I'll jump straight <laughs> in. Tomorrow, it's... um. So my birthday is Monday, but tomorrow is my 30th birthday party. Wow. Throwing, wow. throwing a party, I'm really old. I mean, maybe the prime in my life. I don't think I am personally because I feel like a 50-year-old, but... Your pace has dropped. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do what I used to do, but, you know, I'm aging like a fine wine. Or as my... My girlfriend says, aging like a fine cheese. So, oh, is that? Yeah, I'm not going to go. Does the smell this. match as well? I was thinking, what? Well, um, maybe, maybe. I'm actually um, also looking forward to your birthday party. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's good. Yeah. If I agree with everyone, there'll be some listeners going, come on, come on, give it, give it, press it. Come on, where is it? NFL <laughs> wildcard weekend. You've got Browns at Texans, Dolphins at Chiefs, Steelers at Bills. There's many more. It's going to be a wild ride. It's very snowy in Buffalo as well, I've seen. I was like, ooh, will it go ahead? Probably. I, I don't know other than that. It's meant to be minus 30 in Kansas City for their game. Wow. Is that just a bit too much? I think that, I don't know. It, it'll probably go ahead. I haven't seen anything about it not going ahead. Because um, I feel like minus 30 is really cold. I mean, it, I'm not an expert. I'm I mean, not, I, but it feels cold. I, be... I, I think anything after minus 10, you can't really tell the difference. <laughs> it's just it's just really cold at that point, surely. Mm. It's meant to be one of the coldest games in history. And that's it's a minus 30 to us, but it's like minus five Fahrenheit. So yeah, it's 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 very, very bloody cold. With that, we're gonna hit some news. Oh, it's that time of the week. We're gonna check out the news that you may have missed in the elevator of Chelsea News. Chelsea will play Aston Villa in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Chelsea have sent scouts to watch 25-year-old Greek striker Vangelis Pavlidis in recent weeks. Ian Matson has signed a new deal at Chelsea and joined Borussia Dortmund. Chelsea hope that the six months of more regular football in Germany for Matson will increase his value ahead of a permanent sale in the summer. And finally, uh, I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing because I saw something about Evan Ferguson and I just cried. I just cried. A, a British world record fee, apparently. If we make a move, I just no, no, no right. Listen, stop, I, I'm gonna, stop. I'm gonna lay, I'm gonna lay everyone's fears right now, right? Everyone, everyone, listen to Uncle Ollie, right? It's for me what that news is is it's Brighton putting out a club brief and using our name to drum up mm. interest in Ferguson mm. and to like to sort of give a, an idea of the price range for for other teams as well like because it's not out of the question that we would necessarily be interested which is why this is plausible in the first place but it seems to me like we kind of dropped our interest in in Ferguson a little bit we seem focus on some some other players instead especially up front Osimhen seems to be the the number one priority at the moment so 
I don't know. I think for for me, I don't think it's not that we're not necessarily interested in Ferguson, but I think this is more on Brighton's side than ours. What do you think? Yeah, about, I, I, t- I I totally agree with Ali. To be fair, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Evan Ferguson's a fantastic player. I think hundred million is a joke. It just feels like yeah, it is a joke. Um, it just feels like Chelsea are almost a bit of a scapegoat at the minute. Um, I saw Evan Ferguson being compared to Nicholas Jackson. I think Talksport posted an article. Um, and is that a compliment? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is what I, I got annoyed at actually because Talksport and Sky Sports and all these have been slagging off Nicholas Jackson. This and that. Oh, Chelsea needs a striker. This and that. Um, now, obviously, it's been part of that we were interested in Evan Ferguson and he's got this price tag, which is fair enough, whatever. It is what it is. But then people are saying, do they need a strike? They've got Nicholas Jackson, he scored seven goals this season in the Prem. Yeah, he has. So what are you slagging yeah. him off for? It's, like, it's almost <laughs> as if yeah, that's fair. you're just you're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If, if yeah, you're it's almost for a striker. Jackson's not as bad as we think. And I'm yeah, sure we'll imagine, get into how much that. we mix. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into how much we miss oh, Jackson yeah. shortly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just quickly saw from Fabrizio that we are working on a deal for Esteval Willian, about sixty million. His release clauses. I'm not happy about that either because we need to be signing veterans, not you know wonder kids again. But you don't want to sign Messino. <laughs> oh, can we stop? No, no, I don't. Is another um, one. Oh I mean, my god, just let it end, man. Honestly. I mean. Some quick fire pieces from the news I saw was Victor Osman has a £103 million release clause and our owners are willing to spend big this month to a, a stop the slide that we're on. Uh, my only take on that was I saw some people comment, I, I cannot see any move happening in January because, first of all, Victor's participating in the African Cup of Nations and that, that's pretty, pretty straightforward. There he is, you know, a deal... Maybe similar to what we saw with Nkunku joined last year could be in the works, but even then, I, I can't see that. I, I mean, what do you mean? Where he, we he signs for us and then he doesn't play? He plays like twenty minutes for us. No, that, that'd be fair. I mean, funny you <laughs> say. I mean, based on our form in front of goal, I, I mean, I wouldn't turn down a move for Osman. Of course, I wouldn't. And Jackson could maybe be the backup or play on the left or the right, as because he's quite good on the wing. But and there's always a but. <laughs> If I look at Osman's negatives, because I feel like we always sort of hype up a player and their positives, but we almost ignore, you know, the negatives. You've got you've got the attitude. It's been a bit iffy, considering we've, we're told. Um, you need that in a striker, though. Do you just striker not need to be a a bit well, like that? If we throw that out and go, we don't don't need to worry. What about injuries? That's a bit of a red flag. Yeah, that one is a question. And translating in, um, from the from Serie A to the Premier League as well. Like, I know it's a good league and everything, but I do worry that he won't get the same amount of space for mm. chances that I mean, he does in Serie A. And, and that is a concern. Like, if he gets frustrated, then what happens? Like, I don't know. It, it's a it's a worry because it's, if you look at his stats beyond goals, it's not it's not a slam dunk. You know, we have to sort of remember Negredo, Soldado, uh, also Werner. You know, they all came in with their big goal-scoring records. In... Uh, I think you'll find Soldado is better than R9. Yeah, well, we found that out, <laughs> didn't we, last... <laughs> we did find that out. We did We did find that out. Listeners, go back Statistically, through our last in two La episodes. Yeah. Better goal-scorer than R9. I mean, you know, in the top, those are top five league, European leagues. And the Premier League wasn't exactly a walk in the park for them. I mean, that's going to be ironic if, you know, Werner comes and scores 10 this season. That'd be hilarious. But hey, good luck to him and all but... Uh, the other thing was Poch's future. We're told that it's not in doubt because Chelsea are in European contention. Um, hmm. 
looking at that situation. Yeah, that seems like a weird thing to say because what happens is. if we're not? It's starting to feel to me like there's a good chance Poch might be handed the P45 at the end of the season. Even if we somehow turn things around against Middlesbrough, you're going up against Liverpool likely in the final. I feel based on form and just looking at us, it's a slim chance we beat that team, being realistic. And That's it. Go on, Berth. The thing is, though, right, this is going to sound utterly ridiculous what I'm about to say, but hear me out. We will create and have far more chances against Liverpool than we will against Middlesbrough. I can't yeah. even disagree with you, but I hate, that I, I, I hate that I can't. <laughs> because, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why, right? Obviously, there's a massive golfing class between Middlesbrough and Liverpool. No offence to Middlesbrough, but it's true. Liverpool All are the offence was there. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool are a world-class team, obviously. Uh, Middlesbrough are a very good side, don't get me wrong, but Middlesbrough will sit back against us. They'll make it hard yeah. for us. They will... Liverpool will play high line whoever they play against. We will get in behind against Liverpool. We've seen it all season. If we get to that final, we will get chances and we'll get a lot of mm. chances because Liverpool will not play any differently and we will be able to get... I watched them against Fulham the other day and Fulham got at them and they were really good. I thought Fulham deserved to win, actually. Mm. The mm. only problem is Liverpool are absolutely ruthless in front of the goal. We're not. So that that's where the, the golfing class will come from. But... I stand by that. We will get more chances to get to the final against Liverpool than we will against Middlesbrough. I mean, I look at the, I mean, I look at the league qualification. Here. I mean, that's kind of like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You know, the recent results we've had might some people might go, oh, things are looking up. But if we're real, the performances have been lacking, and our consistency is like a roller coaster. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's it's back down. It's it's tough, and I'm not I'm not sure the powers that they are going to see enough to keep the faith post the season if we're we're out. I mean, the part about the article as well that really annoyed me was the line: "While the Conference League, the lowest ranking of the European competitions, is not a financial incentive, it would at least offer a tangible example of progress from last season's 12th place finish." Do you know what? I think it actually is important for us to, even if we got Conference or Europa, I would be really pleased with that because it gives our young player, our young squad, a a chance with European football before chucking them in with like the Real Madrids of the world. Is that the new standard? Like we're expecting well, maybe, Euro- it, oh. maybe it, when twelfth was last season. I maybe know, it but is. last season our circumstances were worse. You know, we had obviously the aftermath of the takeover. You had all those changes in the roles. You know, the ownership were a bit like mm, you know trying to navigate a ship in a storm without a compass. Uh, I, maybe but, I just want Euro. Euro the the, the problem back, is though, the problem we've got is right, and I thought about this all week pretty much. I just don't know what the solution is. And that in itself is the major problem. I don't think they do. I, I mean, <laughs> really, the problem no, is no there's one a problem, Buff. <laughs> that, that, yeah. the, th- the thing is, that normally you'd say, well, it's Pochettino's fault. Oh, I don't think sacking Pochettino would solve anything. I don't think getting rid of Birdie or whatever would solve anything. I don't think getting rid of certain players would solve anything. I think it's almost just ingrained in us now that th- this this is what it is for the time being until we've got such a young team as well that it's, we're bound to be inconsistent. But... I just don't know what the solution is, and that is such a big problem. And and it's um, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I, I I do think if we don't get Europe, I think Poch will be gone. Yeah, I, I mean on that the match report this week it was sponsored by um, our expectations for you were low, but holy fuck! I mean <laughs> Borough Borough won one nil. Uh, if you found a winner. You're you're a legend. Um, I've I've got a spoiler alert for you. I've got no winners. I I, I actually have one winner. I'm I've not even. 
Um, I'm going to refuse to talk actually about winners. <laughs> I've got two. I've got two. But that is, that is an absolute miracle. You've got. I, I, you'll see why. But who was so your my, lo- winner? Even my my first and only winner is Middlesbrough, <laughs> 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 because they are they, they executed their game oh, plan properly. It worked mm. for them, and um, they they took their chances against us, and and now they've got all of the uh, all of the hope and all of the the chance for going into the the second leg and. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a tough uphill battle now. Yeah, uh, my first winner was Nicholas Jackson because he's he's been gone for two games and we're already <laughs> looking at the calendar wondering, <laughs> when's he back? We did yep. warn you. We warned you People all. People celebrated when he left. I and... said, I said, wait until he's at AFCON, yeah. wait and see. Mm. And, and we'll, you know, we'll see how people react and... Uh, Already people want him back. <laughs> and my other winner, which is the more important winner of this, is the fans who travelled. Because the travelling away support, they're the heartbeat of any club. You know, you, you've you got the, they're the backbone because they're, they're, think about this. They're tra- they travelled up to Teesside on a freezing cold Tuesday night in January. That's not a holiday. 200 That's, mile round trip or so, I think. Yeah, mm. it, it's extraordinary. And we all should be giving them a standing ovation. And... They probably had, like us, low expectations going into this, but they still went. They were vocal and they sh- they did show their displeasure towards the players at the full-time whistle. Uh, even though Potts strongly, dis- he thinks it was towards Middlesbrough. I'm like, I can't believe you said that. First of all, I, I saw that in the press conference today. I, I can't believe, that's insulting. That is insulting because we all know what they were reacting to and it wasn't other fans. It wasn't. No, and. It wasn't. Look, they showed their displeasure, didn't they, towards the players at the full-time whistle. Uh, there was the passion, the raw emotion, and hats off to those away supporters because they're the MVPs. They really are. I still can't get mm. over that Poch comment today. I still can't. And I can see why people were livid on social. I really, for once, I must admit, the social media reaction was actually correct. It was like, did you really just say that? Wow. Yeah, I wasn't mm. a fan either, for what it's worth. Yeah. It, yeah. So... We've had winners, uh, probably the quickest <laughs> we've ever, segment. we've ever, the quickest we've ever had. Wow. Well done, everyone. Fair, if Chris was here, we'd be here a, a little while longer, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we would on winners. I, I don't think Chris would have anything right now. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah. So for winners, may, maybe, maybe not. Do you, I mean, we had winners for this game. What, what would you, what would you say, Chris? It annoys me, you know. Yeah, it's fair. That's a <laughs> fair comment. It, fair. It's we're, like we're sorry. still here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Losers, this is going to be hilarious. I've got 11. I've got 11 of them. So strap <laughs> oh, in. No. Um, I've, got, I've got three losers. I've I, got I, I limited three. myself to three. But I'm, I've, I'm, I've got three, right? But I'm just going to... It's I've one of them, 11. the entire 11. <laughs> I've, I've got 11, but I'm going to do like a random generator and pick oh. three names out. I'm not. Oh, I'm just... I, I kind of know what I'm going for, but um, I'm going to go random. Right. Before Berth does his random, I will jump my first one. This is great. I've got the entire game. I don't think an in- I don't think an entire game has ever made a run at being awarded a loser award all all on its own, but this just lined up because it was hilariously bad. You know, we 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 couldn't beat Middlesbrough after they lost two players in twenty minutes due to injury. They're playing their backup goalkeeper, and yet they had twelve players out. Same as I, us. I mean, I've and watched, then they lost two more. The fact that, but the thing is, I've watched this same game 50 times in the last two years you know we yep. had no clue how to play against the low block how it's almost like we've never played against one ever and we were holding the ball for five seconds before the players can 
make their mind up. Oh, what an absolute bloody frustrating game to watch. It was, it, I didn't at any point think we could score it. We might equal. I didn't think as soon as they scored, went one nil up. I just went, that's game done. I, how annoying is that? That was my outlook. It should never be. And it was. And it's, yeah, that's the reaction a lot. Like, oh, I, yeah. I personally, I turned the game off after an hour. <gasps> and I, I, I know, I know, oh I was that livid. I turned the game off after an hour. And I turned to my fiance and I said, "We're not going to score, so it won't matter." And I was, I was proven <laughs> dead right. I was like, "Look, I'll leave half an hour left in the game, and, it, and nothing will happen." And it didn't. I went back and watched the highlights afterwards. Highlights, highlights. What? Um, yeah. mm. Go on, go on, Perth. What, what? What was a? Who was a loser? Who's your first random? Oh, I'll tell you, what, you know what? You know this one isn't random. I was, I... I was so angry with I was ang- I was an angry man the other day. I'll oh. tell you that I, it's um, one of the most frustrated I think I've seen you recently in a, a Chelsea. Yeah, team. and normally I'm quite positive, but my God, I've been angry this week. Um, I'm going to go for Levi Colwell. Um, as the aura of Van Dyke, but the execution of a brick. Um, he is <laughs> absolutely honestly. I'm I'm sick of people saying he's playing out of position. He's playing out of position. He is. He's played. He's he's played plenty of times at left back. He's played more than enough times and been good at left back enough times to do a job there against Middlesbrough at left back. Every time he got the ball, I mean, his first touch, he had it, tried to head it back to Thiago Silva. He headed it straight to their, their player, and they, they should have done better with it. Yeah, but the great, amount of times it? he, the amount of times he gets the ball, he'll hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, then pass it and misplace the pass. He's he is a centre back. I was totally with that. A very good defender. Don't get me wrong, but. I, I'm getting so frustrated with him because he's got all the talent and he's just not proving anything to me at the minute. Um, he, he makes far too many mistakes for me. The ball at his feet, I don't think he's very good. Um, I think he's out of position a lot at left back. Maybe he'll be better at centre back, but at left back, most times he got caught out with a long ball over the top. It, it was really, really frustrating me. And it, I, I know he's young and you can argue he's playing out of position, this and that. I'm sorry. He he, he played. You've got to be doing. Was yeah. really good. You You've know, got to be doing played... better though. Like it, yeah, it, it has it, to be. It has there's to no be. excuses against Middlesbrough. It doesn't matter. Like you could, he could have played up front, and there'd be no excuses against Middlesbrough. Like he, he's he's not new to this position. So stop giving him the excuse that he's been played out the position. It really it, it annoys me. You know, it annoys <laughs> me, and it's just he, he has to be there because I thought. He was just an absolute calamity. He weren't the only one against Middlesbrough. I'll get onto it next, but I just <laughs> thought he was the one that really, really stood out because he fucking annoyed me. I, I think it. Um, he's played according to transfer mark. He's called played twenty two times at the left back, and That's ironically, enough. I know, but the majority of them have been all for us. He never played there for Brighton, apart from I think. I thought months. I thought he did. I well, he did it says here once for Brighton against Leeds for eleven minutes. Mm. Well, I mean, this is the but what thing. On eleven minutes. Uh, <laughs> mm. It's he shouldn't he shouldn't be put there, and that's. I mean, I. I understand who else where you put there? From. Who else do you put? Who else do you put there? Then who else I, put I, I think you have to change formation and do a yeah, you, you three, go, four, you three. three at the back. Well, yeah, I've been calling for for for, for quite to. literally months. But, you go for three then at you, the back. But then you just play wing back, left wing back. Well, Madrid. you'd have no you choice. Can't play, you? I don't. I don't think you can play Madrid or wing back. No, no, I don't see why not. People claim that he's he, he doesn't have defensive, like he 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 doesn't get back defensively, but he does. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I, but it's it's different. It is different. I think it is. You, but like, if you if if you're gonna put anyone there, like I would rather him be yeah. out of position than Cole. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair mm. enough. Um, Ollie, who's a loser? 
Uh, Pochettino. Um, yeah, I know he's I mine, po- yeah. I know I say Pochettino every time we lose, and it and actually, um, it's probably not for what you expect. Um, because I I know I'm the first to dive on Pochettino quite a lot on this show sometimes. Um, but actually, I thought he wasn't the reason we lost the game against Middlesbrough. I know his selection was maybe a little strange, his tactics maybe a little odd, but we had more than enough to get over the line against Middlesbrough, and the players let us down, in my opinion. Um, but the reason that Poch is a loser um, is because he came out after the game and said it was a good performance. And it wasn't. It, no. it, it just oh, absolutely no, wasn't. That was and, shocking, and it, that. In the press conference after the game. And I, I was like, how could you possibly say that? We've just been basically battered and bruised, more or less. And, you mm. know, smash and grab by Middlesbrough, who had a really good game in their own right. You know, there's, there's no, let's not get away from that. But we had more than enough to 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 do, you know, to, to win the game. And and we missed so many chances and played so poorly. Like If we were having a good game, we would have won that game 4-0, 5-0 easily. But mm. the mm. fact that we had a game where we struggled so much and then for Pochettino to come out and say afterwards that it was a good performance and he was happy with it, yeah. I, it, it I, I just I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Mm. I mean, he got... The reason he was a loser on mine is because he got outplayed by Carrick. It's plain and simple. You know, Middlesbrough saw our weak spots. They exploited them. Poch did nothing to shake things up. And their game plan was defend centrally, capitalise on our midfield disarray, and then play it long past Berth's loser, Colwell. And obviously we had in defence to Sassy and Silva, and it worked. I mean, what frustrated me though was Poch, did he change our setup to counter that attack? No. I mean, our attack, let's look at the other end of the, the field. I mean, our attacking game was poor. We had from memory, one legit chance. And that was Palmer squeezing a shot through, well, a needle's eye between two I, players. I, Palmer had some really, really close chances. Yeah, actually. he had um, he had two absolutely. Oh, was it two? It, it, I mean, he had at least two dead certs oh, and one half chance. I, think. I mean, the rest of our chances from that game, it was just Borough messing up and us scooping up the leftovers like, you know, a dog under the table on Christmas Day. Come on. Well, I mean, this is, you know, there's a division between us and, it made me think: Would we survive? Would we do get top two in the championship? Not based on that performance. No, we get relegated you know. from the. In all fairness, though, in, in all fairness, though, the championship is a fantastic league. I would never it is. let anyone. It's very competitive. I love watching very the championship. Good, very good I, league, the championship. Yeah. I would put the championship in the top five leagues in Europe. You see, I wouldn't go that far, but it is a very good I would. would. UEFA don't like that. Uh, I mean, defensively, midfield, final third, we just look like we were wandering in the dark, you know. It's annoyingly, though. And do you think that's ultimately down to Poch? He didn't help. No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's just about, though, what you'd expect from Chelsea in the last two years. And like you just said, to come out in the post-game, from a press presser and say, "Oh, Chelsea were the better side. Just didn't score. You got to yeah. wake up, man. I mean, that's, like, a, you, that's a flat that, out that lie. Is, that's an that's an okay thing to say if you have a decent performance against like Liverpool, right? Was, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't love it, but I get it against someone like Middlesbrough, where you've basically had the game, you know, not stolen it, out from under you. Really, like they they kind mm. of beat us fair and square, like." You know, it's just an unforgivable thing. It's to a say. flat out. He's got to be. It's a flat out lie. He's telling himself there. I mean. This is a big, big challenge for him because, okay, let's just say it goes south and obviously he he gets fired. Where does he go next? Because it's going to be, I mean, you could argue and say, oh, well, Potter couldn't do it. You know, he's looking, it doesn't matter. People will remember his last job and they'll go Pochettino's last job, Chelsea. Oh, he didn't do a very good job there. 
And yeah, other than obviously at PSG, which you know Chris will say you always win trophies there, it, he hasn't he hasn't been able to achieve anything. And his next career move might be a step down. It could be with us in the championship. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> it, could be. it could be. Um, Chris, who's your second loser? It's, um, it's birth. Uh, well, technically, Chris is. Oh, it. sorry, um, birth. Sorry, my, birth. My, he, but not, ev- not every Chris is a birth, but every birth is a Chris. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh, my head's just frazzled by that comment. I don't know what you just said, but anyway, um, what what one of these clowns am I going to pick next? I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Madueke. Um, <gasps> yeah, your man, Mikey. Wow. Um, he he might be your man, but let me tell you <laughs> this: he cannot control a ball. <laughs> I have seen some players have a rubbish touch, but my God, his touch against Middlesbrough is up there for the worst touches I've ever seen in my life. He can control anything. Oh, every single time a pass got played to him, shit touch, out of play. Shit touch, he had to win the ball back. Um, And then when he got the ball, when he got it into control, he didn't do anything with it. Uh, Mm. And and I like like Madueke. I I think he's a talented player, but my God, he was so, so poor against Middlesbrough. We needed him to to pull through. And when you're trying to prove something to the manager to to keep playing him, he just didn't prove. He didn't prove he was good enough with that performance. Um like I said, the, the touches and the decisions he made were were really, really, really bad. Yeah. Like I mean after his I, I, after his relatively good form recently, he's done himself no favours, let's put it that way. That's what I mean. And like that it's gonna do no favours for for, for Pochettino. He's gonna see that performance and think, oh, I don't I can't trust you. I can't trust you. And this is why you don't play week in, week out. So, yeah, he's um, he's, he's got to be a loser for me. What about you, Ollie? Cole Palmer. Um, sounds mm. harsh. Uh, but you know what? Actually, we give him, we give him a lot of praise uh, on this show. Um, so we need to call him out and give him criticism where it's fair to. And um, he was really, really poor. Um, I get he was playing out of position, playing as the striker. I totally understand that. Uh, but for me, he he didn't use his frame well enough. He didn't really have the striker's instincts. Maybe that is on Pochettino partially for playing him there. Um, but despite that, he did get him himself in some good positions, and that just that same sort of like uh, ice in his veins just wasn't there. Uh, and he, I don't know if it was pressure or tactics or or what, but for whatever reason, he just could not finish in the same way that he was confidently just a couple games ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. an, I, I hope it's just a blip for him, uh, like an uncharacteristically poor game finishing wise from him. But um, I don't want to see that kind of finishing again. He really needs to just needed to concentrate a bit more, switch on a bit more, pick his places a bit more, and uh, and we probably would have much just about gone through that game without losing. I mean, he is our player of the season so far. So, well, well, actually, you could argue that Thiago Silva's there now, but I think, be... I think it's still Palmer. I yeah. think it's Palmer, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, my my final loser was just Chelsea's progress under Clear Lake. I mean, we're two years deep into the ownership. We've spent over a billion. We keep being sold this. Um, here we are, you know, probably thinking a draw against an injury hit borough in the championship ain't the worst outcome. Uh, that, my friends, is a clear sign of where this club stands. And I know I've been talking about these standards uh, look, when you settle for less, you just you're just creating a new norm, and our new norm is just do your best. I mean, it's frustrating because with the cash that we've we've spent and the players that we've got, it's just it's just not acceptable for me. I mean, we should be aiming higher, and yet no. Apart from silver, I want to credit that here. 
no one else seems to be really holding anyone else accountable. And maybe it's not even the players. Maybe it's just higher up decision making, which we might touch on later in questions. Just tease. But uh, yeah, we haven't progressed in two years. We've gone backward by miles. It does feel that way, doesn't it? You know what, though? I think we are a bit better than last year. Last year, we were, I didn't see us winning a game last year. I think I mean, we are like, a bit better than last year. I think last year we were quite literally like irredeemable. But this season, it's like marginally better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah it's, it's still not great, though. Uh, no. Yeah, it's not great. No, not we're great not happy by it by any means. No. But it is, no. it is an improvement in the same way that, like, you know, I don't know, if you... If you Stub your toe. It, yeah, if you if you <laughs> stub your toe and then you stub your toe slightly less hard the next time. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it's like. It's a perfect analogy, right? Imagine you got a cold with a headache. You get Ooh. the headache, it's gone, but you still got a black nose. That's ah. yeah. 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 That's that's what this is like. You've got a black nose. So yeah. who's yeah. your who's your final loser, Ollie? Um you, you it was actually one of your winners, Mikey, Chelsea oh. fans. Um, well, I can see why you're going to pick them. Yeah, like, yeah. do you know what? I, I just feel really, really bad for the traveling supporters. Um, you know, especially them. You know, two hundred mile round trip to watch that utter shit. You know, it was it was such a terrible, terrible performance. And I, uh, you know, like you say, Teesside, uh, really cold January winter game. You know, it. You for me, the players have got to be showing more than that. And and the you know the the fans almost uh are doubly been shit on by the players not just for the performance but as well they didn't go over and i think only four players in the ending but and uh, Thiago Silva to drag him Broya, over silver and oh god and one other yeah i can't Broya, remember gilchrist Broya, gilchrist silver the point is only four four players went over to clap the fans off on that 200 mile round trip is like can you even be bothered that I'm, i was so so disappointed by that and and the chelsea fans who went to the game and who watched that colwell colwell I've they just, all deserve better. I've just quickly done a Google search. It was Colwell. So, there. It was Breyer, Colwell, Gilchrist and Silva. Um, who's your final loser's uh, berth? Um, again, I could pick literally all of them, to be honest with you. I'm going to go with Breyer, though. I, I, I say it week in, week out, but I just he's not good enough at all. And when you need a striker to come on and change a game, you look at the six or three lad that's on the bench, Get him in there, get him in the mixer, and he just is so ineffective. It's unbelievable. Um, I what, don't know what if it's. What bothers me about Broyer is he seems so tall and physical, but he really struggles. He doesn't show it. Back yeah, to goal. He, yeah, yeah. He's um, he can't hold the ball up. I don't think he's great in the air. He and doesn't you look show at someone for like, it very well. You know, no, like... he, in a way, we're spoiled because we had Giroud for so long. He was the perfect target man. I think. I think he's probably the best target man that's ever played the game in a way. Um, and you, you look at someone like Broyer. He just he he can't do it. He's he's not a great finisher. He doesn't use his physical presence. He's lost a yard of pace due to his injury. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and, I think his I think his decision making is poor. Yeah, you're right. Especially when in his positioning and stuff. Like so often when he does play, he runs out yeah. wide, and it's like you yeah. are the, if you're playing as the striker, the center center forward, the focal point. You have to stay central because you're the mm. only one who can really be in the box. And you know when he scored that goal the other whenever he scored it recently. Um, scored the header. It was against Luton. I can't remember. Preston. It was against Preston. Preston that was it. Scored the header against Preston. That's what we want to see from him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just not. We're not seeing him use his body. We're not seeing him use his physicality or his frame or his strength or mm-hmm. even the pace he still does have. Like, and mm-hmm. for me, he's just not utilizing it effectively enough. Then it, because it seems like he's got all the tools. I just don't get it. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's time to cry because we need to do an emoji. Uh, mine was the shrug because I just was like, I'm used to this now, aren't I? Hmm. Uh, I've gone with the clock emoji because uh, time's ticking, Pochettino. Mm. Um, I got the face with like, um, you know, it's got like um, almost like censored across his mouth because I was, <laughs> I was swearing the other day. I was oh, Bourbon's very unhappy. He was very unhappy. I can, I, was, I can I uh, agree there. Um, Lion of the week. Um, our midweek picks were Madueke, Madueke and Nkunku. So we're going to look toward the weekend to come. Uh, Fulham, Fulham are coming to the bridge. Uh, who are we choosing? Potluck at this point. I want to go Conor Gallagher. Ooh, okay. No real reason to it. Just going to go Gallagher. This is why I have the wheel. Uh, I am going to go with... I don't know. I, I'm, I'll give it to Silver. <gasps> Silver and I have going with we always get a little bit excited and someone who's injured won't be an injured player. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. Who is it? It's Malo Gusto. Alright, that was no, a no good bad, shout. No and bad, of course, no naturally, Chris chooses Enzo. So of course, if you're not here, yes. yes. Uh Christmas questions to answer some listener questions this week. Uh S Gozi has uh asked, do you think the sporting directors are getting off lightly for the current mess. Why are yes, they not? Yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. That, that, that's that's simple. Yes, I do. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people look at the players, and and there is some blame to be had there. A lot of people look at the coach, and a lot of people look at the owners as well. But a lot of the major decisions that have been made, especially in recruitment, were have been the sporting directors, and yeah. and and simply simply in terms of like squad planning and all the rest of it, it just doesn't seem like they've done a good job and and they are escaping blame for that yeah yeah um the net there was another part to the question uh why are they not under pressure and do we need one experienced director of football yes I, we need just... we 100 need a director of football a million hundred billion billion million percent it mm. would help us so much I just think the thing is that Todd Bowley is such a polarizing character that everyone's going to get drawn to him everyone's going to get drawn to the players Pochettino, obviously from Tottenham to to Chelsea, it, he's people are going to look at him. They almost just get away for the simple fact that no one really knows they're there. Well, Chelsea fans obviously do, but <laughs> the outside world that no one really picks up on it. They just think, okay, it's the chairman's fault or it's the manager's fault for picking the players. No, these the sporting director, the 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 way they've structured it and planned it. It's just it, we have gone backwards. It's simple as that. So they've uh, just got off scot free, really. I I did a bit of research here because Win Stanley has got a decade of scouting at Brighton. Lawrence Stewart, whose resume includes a three year stint as the director at Monaco, following a two year tenure as head of scouting under the Red Bull umbrella. So you've got a wealth of experience there. But the question that sort of looms large for me is the decision-making authority, because let, let, let's break it down in in the intricate kitchen of football. Uh, look, if there's a lot of moving parts and it can disrupt the final product that we get, you know, and I wonder if, I, I'm wondering who holds the final call because has ownership overridden the recommendations that the directors have said? Opting, obviously, in which case, why have you hired them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, opting for this influx of all the youth players and long-term deals all at once. Or did when Stanley and Stewart just sort of go, yeah, I agree with the youth-centric approach. And if so, 
does that raise eyebrows given their extensive scouting backgrounds? I mean, the matter hinges on this delicate balance between who sanctioned the departure of all the experienced players and the influx of youth within the squad. And before I, I judge and put pressure on the directors, I want to understand the dynamics of the decision-making and who gets final say. That That's my take on it, really. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, next question is more of a fun one. Uh, Kayla's asked, what is your dream transfer for this January window? This transfer really window? Um... Do you know who I would really like? And maybe people aren't going to like this as a, a as as an option because I think there are other positions where we need it more. But I would really like Anana from Everton. Okay, I think yeah, in mid- I'll, I'll I think him, like he would on. he would give us so much more balance in midfield. You know, he could sit. Then Caicedo kind of does the box to box thing, and Enzo goes forward a bit more. Mm. It just for me that adds a bit more of, in terms of balance to the midfield, and then that would allow other players to flourish, and maybe people don't get caught out of positions so much. I don't know. For me, I feel like it would really help us. Okay. Um, um, go on. I've I've, I've got a, ro- a bit of a rogue one, but I don't think it's so. uh, Aaron Ramsdale. Hmm, that's fair. That is now, a rogue one. It's rogue. No, no, no unfair I mean, I on uh, Petrovic. No, it's but... unfair on Petrovic, but I think. Um, oh, I'd take Ramsdale over Sanchez any day of the week. Yeah. I think he's yeah. fantastic with his would feet. And I think he's... Would you take him over Petrovic, though? I'm not sure I would. At this moment, no. Yeah, that, right. Right. Let's be honest, though. We've only seen like two or three games from Petrovic. That's... Yeah, of course. Like, Ed- Edward Mendy, the... Ed- Edward Mendy looked unbelievable for half a season. <laughs> That's not, you know. So and he was. I, I, but like, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think so Ramsdale, Ramsdale, to be fair. Yeah, but I think Aaron Ramsdale is actually a very good keeper. I, th- I, th- I think if anything, is is actually underrated. So, and he, he's a bit of experience, and he's a bit, he's a bit of a twat as well. So, which I think we need. We think we need a bit of nastiness in this team, and I think he's, um, yeah, I think he'd be a good boy. Um, I mean, remember when I make any player predictions, they never turn out in between. I'll never say one where you're looking back in hindsight and go, "That's not a bad shout." Uh, they're either top tier or total fucking disaster. So. By that, you might think, when? Well, remember when I said ship and Golo Kante off to Inter just before he played a key role in us back in that second Champions League? But, but also recall when I was on the money about Mark Hukurea to Brighton, I declared it was the signing of the summer, predicting him to be their player of the year. Boom. So we don't know how this is going to play out, but my January dream transfer is a player from the Ever Diversity. It's Santiago Jimenez from Feyenoord because he's... Don't hate pro- it. He's prolific mm. in front of goal. He's been doing it for two years now, and I get it. I get it. The Dutch league has its tales of triumph and tragedy, but so does the Bundesliga, especially for us. And there's always that is a risk. One thing. Yeah, that that is what the only thing I would say is that going from the Dutch league to the Premier League, it's huge. It, it almost it's more of an issue now than it was even mm. five years ago. Like mm. looking at the way like someone like Anthony has has come into the Premier League. Yeah, gotcha. I, I feel like there's always a risk with whoever oh, you no buy. Doubt. Always. Yeah. And what we need right now is a lethal finisher in front of goal. And Jimenez fits that bill. You know, if if we pass on this, I kind of feel someone else will scoop him up and we'll just be kicking ourselves. Do you think he is a better option than someone say like that Victor Gyokarez who's at Sporting? Uh, or, or, or I love him. Or that, I do love him. Or, or that Garassi from Stuttgart. Yeah, oh, he's I think good really too. Good. Yeah, yeah, I think he's. Really good. Uh, I think he's injured at the moment. 
I did no, see exactly. he'll fit in perfectly. Man. Get him in. Get him <laughs> in. I, I just want to. I'm going to double check. That sounds like a number nine for Chelsea to me. I'm going to double check because I'm pretty sure I heard on a podcast this week he had a bit of an injury. I might be very, very but wrong. There are, it's, it's funny because there are a handful of strikers that have kind of become a bit more available recently and have kind of stepped up a little bit. But it's it's just interesting to have a think about who actually would work well for Chelsea because you, you can't really get anyone who's only just come good in the last six months because that's I think all just done with Jackson is anyway. a very good show. I think yeah, he's, is a very good show. He's a good show. I like him a lot. It just I, says I that he a... missed he missed the recent game due to a thigh injury, so he might he's a doubt for oh, okay. the opening game. In the there, there's an yeah. interesting thing on on strikers actually at the moment where um, I don't know if anyone else has seen this. It looks like Newcastle are, are going to need if, if they want to continue their sort of player trading model that they're doing, and we're also that we're trying to do. Apparently, they need to sell one of their sort of their best players, one of their three of. Uh, Kimeris, um, Isaac, and Botman, one of the three of them. Mm. Uh, and I was thinking about Isaac, and I was thinking about how what kind of option he would be. It'd be a very good option. I'd take Isaac any day of the week. Well, yes, yeah, I, I really rate him. I think he's yeah. very good. We'll see. We'll yeah. see on that. Um, hey, 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 you know what it's time for? Come on. So, Lone Army Carousel, Gamer Categories. I'll give you a category. You've got to give me an answer that fits into it. And if you do take too long, you get the Jason Cundy alarm, which we haven't heard in so long. Has anyone seen Spurs? Well, <laughs> I love that one. I've, so I've had this sat for a couple of weeks because we've not been able to get to it. And the category was Buy by Bowley. Now, it's because huh. I want you to name every player sold, released, Ooh. or let go by Chelsea under Todd Bowley's ownership. And there are 39 names on here. And it's 39. Not, Jesus. Yeah, it's not unfair to say this. It's not. Some might say, that's a clue you've given away. There's a couple on here I didn't know about. No idea. So, yeah. So, we will turn to, you know what? Because it's his game, we'll go straight to birth. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Alan Hudson Adoy. He's on there. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yes. What about like loans with obligation? Uh, Does that count? Well, they'd eventually left, wouldn't they? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, l- 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 no, Lewis Hall is not on there, so don't use okay. it. <laughs> uh, Kai Havertz. He's on there. Uh, Mason Mount. He's on there. Uh, Kovacic. Yep. Uh, Kulabali. Yep. Mendy. Yes. Um, Loftus Cheek. Yes. Uh, Pulisic. Yes. Obama Young. Yes. Hmm. Werner. Yep. Um, Azpilicua. Yep. Jorginho. Yep. Kante. Yep. Didn't he technically leave on a free? Does it, I, I said that. I said release, okay. sold, released, yeah. or listen, let go. Listen, all, right, listen, all, right, all, right, all right, all right. And he was um, released officially. <laughs> yep. Um, Bakioka, I believe it's another free. Yep. Uh, Rudiger. 
Yeah. Ooh. I had to double check that because I thought, Ooh. yeah, it was you, really yeah, close, you, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Was. yeah, it's there. Yeah. Um, Emerson. Yes. Yes. Just okay. had to double check my list. <laughs> uh, Christensen. That was around the same time. Yes. He's on there. Uh, Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Okay, this is not easy now. Um, I'm going to go with Kennedy. He's on there. Uh, Mr. Watford himself. I don't know if a batch away. He's also on there. Oh. I'm really struggling now. Uh, 18 names left. Bloody hell, that's a lot of Barbara Rahman? You... Yes. Oh, my God. Well done, Ollie. Um... Ethan Ampadu? Yes. Oh, that's a great one. Strong game here. Who else was still playing for us? Is that someone like... Uh, do you know what? I may mentioned him in a tweet the other day. Matt Miazga. Yeah. Um, oh, who's the other shit player? Not shit player. That's a bit harsh. Charlie Masunda? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I I don't think I've got any more. I don't, I can't think of any more. Has anyone seen Spurs? Uh, no. Fair play, Berth. Well done. Oh, Berth's a winner. Well well I, I will tell you who you missed. I thought it I... was it was a reasonably strong showing. My, I would say. my next one was Russ Barkley. I'm not sure. And if he's, on he's on there. He's on there. Oh, okay. Oh, Russ Barkley counts. So, yeah. oh my word, these are so ridiculous. Uh, there's there's still players to go. You've got. I've never heard of Alex Kapakpi. He, he oh, left. we never got that. No, uh, never got that. Danny Drinkwater. Oh, was, yeah. did we sell him on the on the boat? Okay. He, uh, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, Edwin Anderson. No, wouldn't have got. George McEachran. George. Oh, George McEachran. Yeah, George Josh's Nunn. brother. Yes, George Nunn. Jake Clark Salter. Josh oh, Tobin. Yeah, I remember Jake Clark Salter. Yep. Josh Tobin. Jude Soonsuk Bell. Carlo Zeiger. Luke Badley Morgan. Tiano Ballo, Tyler Dibling, and Javier Mbima. Mbomba? Mbomba. Not oh, uh, MB Amber. Yeah, I'm never good with names. We 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 we've established that quite well, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we've oh, man, can't believe it. We've 39 people in two years. It's just insane. Wow. It's insane. Wow. Uh hey, we're at the end of another episode. So thank you as always for listening. Uh, treat yourself well. We're going to be back on Monday. Discuss those winners and losers from our game against Fulham. I have apparently it's the most one-sided fixture in in our history that we always beat Fulham. So I can't well, wait. Well, that's that's got Until, Fulham one it, they beat us all over it. Last time, uh, they, well, they come on. Everyone beats us now. No, we, we beat them. <laughs> we beat we beat them two 0 didn't we? At Craven Cottage. Hang on, eleven versus eleven is going to let me know. I could and... have sworn we lost against them. Modric, Modric and Broya, yeah. Modric and and we, Broya, mate. We won two 0 in October. We yeah. Then, yeah. Last season we drew nil nil in February, uh, lost two one in in January. That's what I'm thinking of. And yeah. then we we didn't lose before then till two thousand and six. Yeah, that's oh. what I was thinking. It was back it, like we we lost to the first time for the first time <gasps> for like, ages in the last What a throwback. Years. I clicked that game and they had the goal scorer was Luis Boamorte. Wow. Wow, that, what, what player? What player? Yeah, wow. Friend of um, the show. 
Friend of the show. <laughs> so, so till next time, that will be us signing. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.